This is episode 452 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Decluttering 101, The Simple Experiment That Changed Our Lives. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Audible. Now, Audible books were the inspiration for this podcast. I purposely don't add bumper music to the podcast because I want it to feel more like an audiobook that just starts and provides value. So I love to learn and grow through audiobooks, and Audible makes that very easy. If you are not a member of Audible, you can join for free for 30 days and start your Audible journey with two free audiobooks. The great thing about Audible is that you can cancel at any time and you get to keep the books that you downloaded. For more information, click the link in the show notes or go to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com forward slash audible. All right, so we did receive a review from iTunes from Steve, and it's a five-star review, and I want to read it for you. He says, what I like about Todd's presentation is that regardless if you're a beginner or well-versed in prepping, Todd does an excellent job at presenting the material in layman terms, and for myself, who has over 30 years combined military and law enforcement experience with several years as an instructor, incident command training, U.S. Army, Northern Warfare training, NTC, training op for desert training, I still find myself engaged and felt the information useful. The podcast covers a significant amount of material in a short time frame, but not so much that it was overwhelming. Excellent instruction, well-organized, good visuals, and materials. Well, first of all, Steve, thanks so much for your service, man. And uh, thank you for the five-star review. I really do appreciate it. It does uh, help, you know, sometimes when you're out there and you're doing the podcast and uh, you sometimes you hear from people all the time. Sometimes there's, uh, a, you know, a quiet period. And so it's always nice to get a review like that. And uh, it just, you know, it's a great blessing to me. So if you would like to give a review, if you'd like to leave a review, you can head on over to iTunes and, uh, you know, leave a review there. I would greatly appreciate it. Of course, you know, I always love the five-star reviews, uh, and uh, it just means a lot to me. So I, I do appreciate that. You can also leave reviews on Stitcher and all the other podcast networks that allow you to do that. We're on a lot of them. And so, uh, you know, that's greatly appreciated. And that helps, you know, people when they come over to the podcast, or at least, they're, you know, if they're browsing, they might say, okay, hey, this, this podcast has, you know, a certain amount of five-star reviews, maybe I should take a listen to it. And then hopefully they get interested in preparedness and it's something interesting for them. So uh, again, thanks, Steve. Thanks to all of you who leave reviews. I really do appreciate it. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from oldworldgardenfarms.com. And this one is not normally when I'm reading an article from this website. It's normally about gardening or composting or something along those lines. This one is completely different. This is talking about decluttering. And I know that it's maybe a little bit early, you know, because when we get to, you know, January, the beginning of the year, 
that's when people start decluttering. They start cleaning up and cleaning house. And, and maybe, you you know, you set a resolution that you want to, you know, have a tidy home or whatever. I don't know. But uh, I thought this was pretty valuable. And I thought it was very interesting because I'm kind of in that mode a little bit since I've moved into my new office. And uh, I have been thinking about what kinds of things I want to keep, what things are important. I've been, you know, looking at the way that I'm going to, you know, build my shelves and different things like that. So I thought this was you know, very valuable, and there's a lot of good information here. And so I'm going to read the article, then I'm going to come back at the very end and just share a few thoughts. So let's go ahead and start reading. Again, coming to us from oldworldgardenfarms.com, Decluttering 101, The Simple Experiment That Changed Our Life. When it comes to simplifying life and living without stress, nothing quite compares to decluttering. For us, downsizing, purging, and eliminating unneeded stuff was simply the most freeing, life-altering process we've ever accomplished together. Not only did it organize our home and life beyond our wildest dreams, it also helped save on our family budget more than we ever realized. Now, I can remember the day we started our little decluttering plan like it was yesterday. We had dreamed for years to someday build a little home at our farm, and in the summer of 2014, we decided to finally take the plunge and start putting that dream into action. A home that could be simple, affordable, and without unwanted space or clutter. We called it the Simple House Project. And guys, there's going to be a couple of uh, pictures here in this article that shows their home. Uh, I know that I've seen it before in different articles, but it shows the outside and the inside of it in case you're interested. The Simple House was to be our ultimate downsizing move. We had planned it meticulously to be a home that held only the space we actually used and needed. It eliminated all of the rooms that we never used and certainly didn't need. Gone would be the dining room we ate in once or twice a year, a living room that served to hold furnishings we never sat in, extra bedrooms with extra furniture, and a finished basement that seemed to collect rarely used workout equipment. And that is where the need to declutter became front and center. The house we planned that summer and eventually would build had a mere 1,054 square feet of total floor space, exactly what and only what we needed. But it was a far cry from the 3,000 plus square foot suburban house we would be leaving. And that meant we had 2,000 plus square feet of downsizing to accomplish before the move. We figured it would be nearly impossible to attempt to attack it all at once. First, as with any project, if you try to do too much too quickly, the only result is frustration. That is almost always followed by despair and finally defeat. With little over a year before we would move, we knew we had time on our side. So we created a little experiment to help us purge our belongings in an orderly and efficient method. And it really did change our life forever. We called our little decluttering plan the one-a-day 365 experiment. The rules were simple. So simple, in fact, that there were just two. Rule number one, we each had to discard one possession every day for an entire year. Not a few here or there or on a weekend cleanup day. It was simply a minimum of one item each and every single day, seven days a week, and it didn't matter where it came from as long as it was leaving some portion of our home. One day, it might be an old pair of my sneakers. The next, a broken shovel still in the garage. 
then perhaps a sweatshirt, an extra kitchen appliance, or even a collection of old baseball cards stuffed in a shoebox. Every single day, that was the key. It didn't overwhelm because it was only one item. But what that daily process did accomplish was keep the goal at the forefront of our thoughts. As we went about our daily routine, we would already begin to notice and think about other things that could go the next day and the day after that. So rule number two is keeping clutter away. The second rule was intended to keep things from re-entering the house, to never let the clutter happen again. It was a simple rule as well. So rule number two, nothing could be brought back into the house that did not replace a current possession or fill an absolute need. That meant a new pair of jeans replaced an older one. A new kitchen tool needed to replace one that left. There would be no more collecting multiple backups, which by the way, is truly the root of all clutter. It was amazing as we progressed to see how we really could get by without duplicates. Now how it all worked out. The first 60 to 90 days were a breeze. We all have plenty of things we know we can discard, but then it became real. And that is when the real magic began to happen. As the possessions dwindled down, we had to take a closer look at what we really needed. There are some things we just can't throw away for some reason, but that we never use. Like my old three foot tall Snoopy piggy bank from when I was 10 years old, or Mary's track shoes from high school. All of those were tucked away in corners or boxes, simply taking up space, getting in the way. We started to realize that it was the memory of an event or an item that really mattered. Not possessing the actual oversized souvenir cup from a college football game I attended long ago that takes up one third of a cupboard or those shoes and three foot tall Snoopy piggy bank. The more we decluttered, the easier it became to find the things we really needed. Sometimes in our quest to purge, we actually found things we really needed and didn't know we still had. With less to organize, it was simply easier to organize. By day 365, our life had been changed forever. So what did we do with all of that stuff? Well, with every item we purged, we followed these four simple guidelines. Number one, sell. If the item had value, we would sell it and place the money into a savings fund for the future house. Number two, donate. If the item could serve a second purpose or life for another person or family, then we would give it away or donate it. Number three, recycle. If the item couldn't serve a second purpose but could be recycled, then recycle it was. And then number four, purge or trash. As a last resort, if items couldn't be sold, given away or recycled, we disposed of them completely. Happy simple living. All right, guys, so not a very long article, but one that I thought was very interesting. And I want to just touch on a couple of things here. Number one was just the, the realization that when you try to do something humongous, right, when you try to do something really big, if you're not careful with it, if you don't approach it in steps, it's very easy to get frustrated. And, uh, you know, that's one of those things that uh, that we need to remember. I'm trying to find uh, the actual place where he talks about that. Um, yeah, where he says right here, and uh, we figured it would be nearly impossible to attempt to attack it all at once. First, as with any project, if you try to do too much too quickly, the only result is frustration, 
then is almost always followed by despair and finally defeat. Now, that really kind of spoke to me when I'm thinking about preparedness, because here I am, you know, years into preparedness and, you know, I've kind of know where I'm going and all that kind of stuff. But I know that there's people that are new to preparedness and I've talked with them, people that I know, people that have emailed me, people, you know, people that I work with, right, that have talked to me, man, it's just, it can seem so overwhelming because it just seems so much. It's like you're behind the eight ball. And especially if you're reading some of the, the doom articles out there, right? It's like, you know, we should have blown up yesterday. And so people are like, you know, I need to go be completely stocked for three years of SHTF, you know, tomorrow. And that can be very overwhelming. And so I, I love this idea of you taking it at a little a little bit at a time. And you're starting to, to think about your preparedness. Like, how do I, you know, begin to put this piece in place and put this piece in place and really planning it out, right? Not 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 working from fear, but working from a plan. And so, you know, I really like that. That spoke to me and I hope that speaks to you. If you're new to preparedness, maybe you're new to the podcast and you're, you've been listening for maybe a couple of episodes and you're like, man, you know, this preparedness thing does seem important, but Again, it can be very overwhelming. And so you, you just need to be careful not to not to get so frustrated, not to feel like you're going into a despair or defeat, like you can never, ever get it done. Because I can tell you, I had those feelings at the very beginning. You know, I'm, I'm writing an article right now. It's going to take me a while because it's going to be a longer article. But I was revisiting my journey and, you know, thinking back, I'm like, that was such a long time ago. Back then I had those same, and maybe that's one reason why this is kind of, uh, it kind of speaks to me because back then I had those feelings. It's like, man, I don't have time. I got to rush, rush, rush and, and get prepared because things can happen at any moment. And if I would have, you know, gone into a crazy mode at that point, I don't know. I might've burnt out. I might've, you know, freaked out. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, you know, and so just, you take it one day at a time and you add to it, you try to do, you know, a little bit every single day, you're, you're learning, you're growing all that type of stuff, but you're doing it a little bit at a time. So you don't get so overwhelmed. And so really, really like that. Now here, the other thing here is that the, the part that didn't speak to me is the, the decluttering to the point where you don't have backups, you know, and, and I don't know if the author of old world garden farms, if they're preppers or not, I, you know, I've linked to them because of the gardening aspect of it. And gardening is a real big, you know, important preparedness uh, topic, but I can see some of the people like that are decluttering and they're, they're moving into a, a smaller house. I mean, definitely you're going from a 3000 plus square foot home to a, a, a 1000, just a little bit more than 1000 uh, square foot home. You're, you're going to have to definitely declutter but the thing is, is like, man, you know, there's still those things that are redundancies and stuff like that, like the shovel that was broken that he was mentioning. And I mean, I don't know if you really I threw that away or got rid of it or whatever. I don't know if I would have gotten rid of a broken shovel. I think I would have tried to go find a handle and fix that shovel. So, you know, I have that shovel and then I have a, another one as a backup. I mean, I've broken shovels before. And so if you are in a poop pit the fan scenario and you only have one shovel and that shovel breaks, I mean, come on, you know. And so one of the things that I was thinking about here, because, you know, people have talked about these, you know, downsizing. People have talked about, you know, tiny houses and things like that. 
you do, there is that possibility that you need, or it's not just a possibility. I think it's a real, uh, a real scenario, right? Or a, a real thing that you need a little bit more space. So in a situation like this, what I would consider, and I don't know how far out into the country they're, they're you know, if they're really rural or anything like that, because even rural places do have storage facilities. I know, you know, going up to my dad's place in, in East Texas, there is there is uh, storage facilities you know all all throughout there and so and some really close by so you could store things there i mean that might be an option if you wanted to do that it's like hey i i I have this tiny home i can't fit everything in here but these are some things that if things really got bad i i would really want to have and so i'm going to go ahead and pay a little bit of a monthly charge to be able to stock these things somewhere off site the other thing is you could possibly have, you know, a, a shed. And if it was something like tools and equipment and things like that, that could be in the heat or could be in the cold, that that could be an option for you to be able to do something like that. I just, you know, it would be very hard for me to, to you know, I could definitely, there's a lot of junk in my life that I could get rid of, uh, definitely. But there there would be a lot of other things too. It's like I wouldn't want to get rid of, you know, if I had two knives or three knives or, you know, whatever it might be, you know, along those lines, I would want to make sure that I have those kinds of redundancies in place because I, I think that's that's important as far as preparedness goes. So I, I just kind of wanted to touch on that. But a really great thing to do, I mean, if you're going into maybe this is a plan, you can start talking to your spouse about it, or maybe this is something you just need to start doing is is you need to start decluttering. Maybe you need to start getting rid of things. Maybe you need to, you're looking at a room and you can go into that one specific room and pick one thing, you know, every single day to, to remove until it's like, hey, I've got it to where I want it to be. Or or maybe you go into a closet and you're taking out one thing a day or your garage or something along those lines because, you know, those things begin to add up, right? And maybe you, you play a little a trick on yourself. Maybe you do one a day, but on, you know, on Fridays you do two things, right? And so you get that double dose, but you're cleaning up, you're decluttering, you get, you're getting rid of junk. Maybe you're finding things that you can sell and things that you don't really use anymore, but you can you can uh, go ahead and make some money off of it and you can add those things, that money to your preparedness or to your emergency fund or along those lines. The other thing, the you know, the last thing that I wanted to touch on is I thought it was uh, very interesting is when they talked about sometimes we keep mementos, right? Like that the the souvenir cup because of a college game that he went to or you know maybe the the shoes from track or or whatever it might be a lot of the times we're linking that to memories but you really don't need that you know it, it, it's nice and it's helpful and if you have the space and all those types of things i mean definitely there are some things that you will keep that are very very valuable right like you know your father gave you that shotgun was that was passed down from your grandfather or, or you know whatever those types of things and, and that's that's completely different but there's a lot of junk in our lives that we keep just because it's tied to a memory and what's more important is that memory and maybe you decide to journal and maybe as you get rid of things that are tied to a uh, 
are tied to a memory like a souvenir cup or whatever, maybe you jot that down. Like, hey, I'm getting rid of the souvenir cup. Maybe you take a picture of it, whatever. But I remember this day, blah, 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 whatever it is. And you're able to keep that in, in a journal, but that allows you to get rid of that souvenir cup or allows you to get rid of those those track shoes or whatever it might be. And that way, if you're ever concerned that you might forget that memory, you, you still have it you know, in the journal but it's not taking up space in your life and in your home and and those types of things. So uh, just a couple of things I was thinking about because I mean all, there's a bunch of a bunch of ways that this article speaks to me. Definitely I know that I need to declutter. <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of things I need to declutter especially my garage and so that's really speaking to me there. So hopefully that is a benefit to you. This uh, article was a blessing. Hey, this is over at oldworldgardenfarms.com. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes and you can go check it out. Again, I think just looking at their house, I know it was only built in 2014, so it's only like four years old, but it is really nice. And on the inside, it's really nice. Um, there's, you know, there's one shot there of, you know, of the, of the living room. And uh, someone said in the comments, they'd like to see you know, other pictures of the other rooms in the home. And I agree with that. I'd love to be able to see the rest of that house and, uh, and how you, you know, how you live in, in 1000 square feet and, uh, and all that good stuff. So uh, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to link to it in the show notes and you can go check that out. If you want to check out the pictures and, you know, uh, go read the article again for yourself. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 452. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.